Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Knobcast, your favorite football podcast. I'm joined by my favorite, favorite football person. It is Gasky, who is Ginger. Hello, Gasky. How are you doing? Hello, good, thank you. How are you? I'm doing bloody brilliantly. We are going to be talking about a lot today on today's uh, podcast. We are going to be talking about Steven Gerrard, recently sat from Villa. Unai Emery confirmed as the new Villa manager. Villa plays down tools. Did they? Did they not? Spoilers, yes, they did. We're talking about Newcastle and whether they will become one of the big six clubs if and when and who will potentially be dropping out of that traditional big six, rounding up the uh, most exciting and relevant games from... Uh, the recent Premier League match week, including a very good performance or two by Manchester United. Of course, guess the football in 60 seconds. We are going to start, however, with the greatest football quiz on the internet. It's Ballbuster. You heard it right. You heard it correct. It is Ballbusters. I'm going to give the answers from last week. We'll announce the winner. And then at the end of the podcast, I'll give out the clues for next week. Cryptic clue, footballer, past or present. Write your answers in the comments. I'll also write it out in the comment section so you can read it. But these were the clues. We had LD, Superman's girlfriends playing basketball. Ngaski, that was... Lewis. Dunk. Dunk. Lois Lane in Superman. Lois sounds like Lewis. Dunk basketball. Well done. Uh, no one got MK, the second one, so we'll save it for last. But the next one was AW. Bit of a hard clue, but you should be able to get from the initials. The rod on which a wheel turns has sold its inventive thought. Gasky, that was. Um, an axle and selling wit. Wit sell. Well done. And then MK, I think Gasky got there eventually. The greatest, oh, it took me a while. The greatest male murder. I, I don't know what route I was going down at all, but eventually I got I got the kill man bit. And then the only way I could think of was Max Killman. Exactly. So... It's, it's the greatest. It's therefore to the max. It's Max. It's the greatest male murder. Kill man, male murder. I didn't think of that. My, my brain man. went to million, Maximilian, million kill man, as in killing millions of men. So I thought, that, you're the greatest. <laughs> so obviously we, different But there we go. Those, those were the ones. Uh, we had five people who got two correct. Well done, everyone. Uh, Gasky, give me a number between one and five, please, to announce our winner. I'm going to go for number five. He's gone for number five. And I can reveal that the winner is Tayab, so well done to Tayab, but that knocks... Yes, it's not DR! <laughs> that knocks DR off his perch. Well done, Tayab, but don't worry, DR, you can always win it next time. <laughs> uh, as I say, guys, do make sure to leave a comment with your answers. Uh, you get some knob coins, you get the Ball Busters role in the Discord server, and an exclusive unique role, and also you get the pride of being Ball Busters champion. But anyway, let's move on to uh, the football uh, that happened this bloody match week and we're going to start there was a double head over match week we're not going to be able to cover every single game we're talking about them in brief but Fulham 3 Aston Villa nil, followed by the sacking of Steven Gerrard and then around 72 hours later astronomical turnaround who'd have seen it coming realistically Aston Villa 4 Brentford nil. Steven Gerrard is out Unai Emery is in we will be talking about Unai Emery but first of all let's talk about uh, before before we even sort of delve into the whole downing tools thing, uh, Gasky, Steven Gerrard failed. Let, let, let's be honest. Yeah, I think so. He he was backed enough. He had plenty of time, I think, to you know bring in who he wants. He even had, he had good spells. You know, although they had times when they played good football and they won, they won games and they were uh, top half. But yeah, just I just don't know what happened to them. They just completely dropped off. Completely dropped off, underperformed for me. I think I predicted last season Aston Villa to get like European football. I think I predicted them to get like seventh or eighth because they sold Jack Grealish. They seemed to, it, on the surface, it looked like they invested that money wisely in the likes of uh, uh, Leon Bay um, and, and many other players as well. There have been lots of injuries. I appreciate that. But at the same time, Aston Villa had like the ninth most valuable squad last season in respect of uh, market value of their players. They really underperformed. They sh they, lots of individual quality in those teams. When you, when you look at the actual squads and, and pick out the individual players, there's so much talent there. As I said, like Coutinho, and Buendia, and Bay and Douglas Luiz, and Martinez, and Mings, and Watkins, and Ings. And these are all, you know, on, in theory, on paper, decent players, uh, but but uh, under underperforming and... I think it has confirmed that Steven Gerrard, I think maybe a bit out of his depth, maybe it was too uh, 
soon for him. He did win the league title with Rangers, but I think I've even seen some Rangers fans not really happy with his uh, stint there because I think he had like nine possible trophies to win. He won one of them. Uh, so maybe, maybe his time in Scotland, not even that good since his time is in England. Uh, a relative failure. Uh, Unai Emery is in, as I say, but I don't want to necessarily touch on the games, but I do want to touch on the fact that they lost 3-0 to Fulham, a newly promoted side. I know they got a man sent off, but you shouldn't be losing 3-0 to a newly promoted side. If you're Aston Villa, it should be like a stable, at least mid-table club. And then they sack Steven Gerrard, and then 72 hours later, they're pumping a really good Brentford side, 4-0 overall, and like 3-0 in the first 30 minutes. Um... I'm I'm a little bit I, I'm 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 very annoyed at the Aston Villa players. I'm not an Aston Villa fan, but I'm really annoyed at the players because to me, I don't know what your thoughts are on Nagaski, but to me that stinks of um I've given up and I've down tools and now manager's out. Now I'm happy, now I'm going to play good football. You you see who I support. I've seen it happen in the last five years by at least twice, to be reasonable. Player these clear players do it. Like you can just tell they don't they feel they're not getting anywhere. They don't put the effort in. Media media stories come out saying that the players don't back the manager, etc. And it, that's a clear as day what they've done because they obviously can play football and certain players, I guess, decided he's not the right manager. If we if we play shit, he'll go. It's, it's clear that that must happen. So because you can't because you can sack one manager, but you can't sack twenty three players, can you? So. And they have brought in a very interesting replacement. Unai Emery, obviously former Arsenal manager, did very well with Villarreal as well. Got them to semi-finals of uh, the Champions League last season. Won, won the Europa League. <laughs> and and also won the Europa League as well. Uh, oh, no, yes, they got to the semi-final of the Champions League last season, didn't they? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they did. yeah, yeah. Oh, they did. Uh, and it was, was it against United where they won the final yeah but the penalties but, yeah. and then they, they got lost Liverpool didn't they in the semi-final of the Champions League yeah, yeah. so Unite is doing, doing a very good job there I think Villa paid a release clause of around 6 million euros to take him from Villarreal uh, Gasky just like your in, in, uh, thoughts on Emery it's a pretty big name uh, for Aston Villa to get isn't it yeah uh, I guess the interesting part for me is he rejected Newcastle less than 12 months ago ah. so What's changed? Because Newcastle wanted him before they got um, what's his name, Eddie Howe. So why, if he's got this release clause, why Newcastle obviously going to? It's Newcastle. They got a lot of money. They would pay it if they really wanted him, and they probably would have. But he's the one that rejected them. So it makes you think what what did he not like with Newcastle? Is it Newcastle? Maybe it's the timing. You know, maybe he's just six. You know, six months down the line, twelve months down the line, he's just like, yeah. I will go back to England and try there again. Because it was obvious Arsenal was maybe a too big of a step up for him. Or maybe the wrong time in his career. So, yeah, he may, he may be able to push Villa up. But it would be interesting to see. Yeah, maybe it was because he still had like a Champions League campaign going on with Villarreal. Obviously, he got to the semi-final. So, maybe he felt he could... could maybe he wanted to see for himself how far he could get Villarreal after winning the Europa League. And now he's like... I can't really do any more with this Villarreal team. I need a new challenge. Maybe it's just bad timing. Mm. Um, I, I'm not sure. Uh, but uh, yes, yeah, so obviously formally managed uh, PSG. Went to Arsenal. Didn't really uh, work out from there. He lost lost a Europa League final, actually, with Arsenal, didn't he, against Chelsea as well. So didn't, hasn't had the best time in England. But really interesting uh, signing. And uh, ver- I, I want a yes or no, Gasky. Uh, will Unai Emery uh, succeed at Aston Villa, will he get them from underperforming to performing to the level they should be, which is more like competing for Europe? I, I think so, yes. I think they'll get them to a similar to West Ham level from last season. Potentially that kind of area, yeah. Excellent stuff. Well, that is Aston Villa, Unai Emery, Steven Gerrard, and a bunch of footballers who downed tools you do as Gasky says you do it's not just Villa who do it obviously and sadly nearly every single team that seems to do it but yeah. there we go uh Manchester United had a very good match week didn't they Gasky you must be a happy champion they did, they did. I, I was very both performances very very happy yeah they beat Spurs 2-0 in a game that I predicted Spurs to win like 1-0 I didn't think Spurs would necessarily play well but I thought they'd frustrate United hit them on the counter that did not materialize and then another game uh, a harder game away against Graham Potter's Chelsea that ended one all in in very 
um, uh, dramatic circumstances. United getting a last-minute last equaliser as Chelsea got what they thought was going to be uh, a late winner. So that's four points from two very hard games against two of the uh, established big six. Uh, so yeah, uh, uh, Gasky, just um, talk talk me through uh, both games, if you will. What did you like uh, uh, from, the, from the performance? Um, uh, anything to learn from the draw against Chelsea to turn into a win? Uh, players who impressed you? Uh, that sort of thing. Yeah, the I mean both games I thought they played they played brilliantly. The Spurs game, I know you can you could talk as much about Spurs being as poor as they were, but the, the press I've never seen them press so much. They pressed so heavily. And they played you know, even Fred had a great game. They played really, really, really well. All that high press, brilliant. You know, they took they took the chance they were needed. I mean they should have been they should have had more. Again, Rashford needs to learn to put the ball in the net. Really does. That they're really lacking that number nine. <clears throat> uh, yeah, that was a great game. The Chelsea game reminded me of, reminded me of the City Liverpool game. It was going to be a nil nil. I mean, they Potter's idea was to play the three at the back, five at the back, whatever. United just dominated. He subbed uh, Cucurella off in the first half. Mm-hmm. Went to a four at the back. They got back in the game. I felt based on United being wasteful and Chelsea not creating much, I'd probably say it's similar to the, like I said, the City Liverpool game. Nil nil probably fair. And again, like the City Liverpool game, an idiot makes a stupid mistake. But McTominay thinks he's in bloody UFC. They get a penalty, one nil up, and I and I do I think a draw would probably have been fair in the end. And it was a great header. So yeah, I was you know I'm happy with both performances, but they really need to learn to finish. They they should be scoring as many as City are scoring based on what chances they're creating, and they just need to put the ball in the net. And you say Manchester United need a striker or someone clinical. And there is someone who has been very clinical in his career uh, on the bench at United and refused to come off the bench against Spurs, was it? Were in the yeah. uh, in the dying embers of the game and was le- actually um, reprimanded and left out of the squad uh, against, against Chelsea, I believe, as well. Ten Hag yeah. uh, with... Uh, and an iron fist policy there. Uh, I mean, l- let's let's br- let's briefly touch on that Ronaldo situation because I've seen some people online trying to come to Ronaldo's defence. Now, I don't know the full ins and outs of what's happening. Um, you know, I don't know if there's anything personal going on or, or or whatever. But it seems to me that this is a player who what what was regarded as like uh, for a time was was the greatest play- greatest player in the world, etc. Will, will go down as the second greatest etc and he, it's almost like he can't deal with the fact that he's declining and because his mindset is such i have to be the focal point i have to be the main man i always have to be brilliant but he's not the player he was like five years ago ten years ago etc and it's he's not able to deal with that properly and it's coming across as a big hissy fit and that's such an unprofessional thing to, to like, what are all the young players? Cause that, that, I, I mean, I, I never bought this, but when it, the signing was first announced, lots of people said, oh, he's going to be a really good inspiration for all the young players wins mentality. Ronaldo's not, Ronaldo was never going to Manchester United for the betterment of other players' careers. He's all about himself. And that's not necessarily an issue. That's how you become the greatest uh, or one of the greatest. But I mean, this this behaviour is just beyond toxic, uh, uh, Gasket. But you're a United fan, obviously. Uh, Ronaldo is a big, big legend to United uh, fans. Um, I mean, t- talk to me about like your emotions when, when you saw that, because obviously, I, I, you you've grown, grown up and loving him and stuff. He's a hero. Is he tarnishing his legacy? Is it excusable? How upset are you? Go. It's annoying. It's very, very annoying because, like you say, he's an he's an absolute legend and he's one of the greatest to ever play the game. But like you said, you I mean you you hit the nail on the head there really with saying like you know he's he is what he's you can't handle the fact that he's not the, you know the United need to build for the future. Ronaldo's not going to be there forever. You know this is probably he's probably leaving the summer, maybe January. So he has to Ten Hag has to look at the long term goal. That's his job. He has to get that team playing and playing as a team. And and if he sees Rashford, better chance of him being there the next five years than Ronaldo, obviously. So he's going to play more games with him. And he even said, I think he even said as well that Rashford was ill at the Spurs game, otherwise he would have started. So, you know, I think it was the Spurs game. Yeah, I think it was the Spurs game. Or the one before it. No, no, the Newcastle game, sorry. He was, should have been starting the Newcastle game, but Ronaldo started because he was ill. So he wouldn't have even started that game. So it's clear, like you say, he's clear as day that he can't handle the fact that 
you're not you're not the main man anymore. You know, you you've come to a team that are struggling. But they're struggling and they can't you know, you you carried them last season, yeah, I get that. But it's clear as day, he's had chances that the game in Cyprus, he could have put the ball in the net five times, he didn't, so he's having chances and he's not doing it. And last year had a fantastic three or four games, struggled in a couple of matches. Luke Shaw's back in playing immense. That that's the sign of a good in my opinion, a good manager. He's you know, he's brought in a player, give him a chance, he's played well, he's had a couple of bad games, out you come, next player in, let's see how he gets on playing well. If you, you potentially there, you've got two left backs, you can play either of them brilliantly. Perfect. You've already sorted a position out. And that's you know, and the, the strike position's an issue, and it would be nice to have Ronaldo start every now and again, put the ball in the net, earn his position, get back in starting lineup. They could have played against, you know, Vincent said he said oh they missed Ronaldo, yeah, but it's his own fault. You know, people are defending him, saying, Oh, you know, he's the greatest out you can't let him sit on the bench, you know. You said you didn't bring him on against City because it was uh, out of respect when but yeah, yeah, exactly. But you can't just expect to start and play like a bag of crap because, you know, you can tell on the pitch he throws a hissy fit when it doesn't go his way. And how do you think the best of the players on the pitch feel? They might have a situation going, you know what, I'm not passing to him because he's just going to strop. I'm just going to try and do something else, you know? So I just don't, yeah, people are just idiots. It says, rightfully so, you don't treat anyone different. No one's bigger than the club. No club. So they did the right thing. Yeah, I think Ten Hag handled it really well. I was very impressed with him. Uh, to be honest, can't be easy. You know, not only easy Ronaldo, he's also Ronaldo at Man United. Everyone loves him. Da, 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 da. But I think he's handled it really well. Uh, yeah, Ronaldo is, as the same. I, I don't know if there's something else going on, like in his personal life or whatever, but he has come across a bit of a hissy fit. He's clearly not acting like a team player, which is a shame. Not setting a good example. And he touched on it there that, look, he, he apparently wanted to leave in the summer. But this is according to uh, David Ornstein from The Athletic. No Champions League clubs actually seriously went in for Ronaldo, This, is if, if we're to believe the journalists. And which is sad because, it, as I say, it's sort of like the it's like he, he can sort of see his own, he can sort of feel his own physical decline. We, his fans, can see it on the pitch and other clubs can see it as well. Like, as I say, five years ago, like, clubs were like jumped at the at the idea of signing Ronaldo. Now it's like uh don't don't really want you anymore because you don't really offer it's, anything it's the cost as well like yeah. he's, he's obviously asking for stupid amounts because the rumors going around were that united wanted a transfer fee and people saying that oh you know, that's pathetic of course they do he's on the he's on a under contract why would they just let him go for free yeah you know so they have a right to ask for a transfer fee but it's probably his wage demands are still so high because of his you know the type of ego he's got that he's refusing to drop that a bit to go and play for someone in the champions league so it's, it's obvious that people always say, oh, yeah, but Ten Hag said he was going to use him. He's not going to say, nah, I don't want him. He's going to sit on the bench. No one wants him. He's not going to say that, is he, to the, to the public eye? He's going to say, you know, oh, he's part of the team, as you would say yeah, if it was course. anyone. As if it was anyone, they'd say the same thing. So it's obvious he doesn't need him, and that's fine by me. But you'd think he'd do what, basically, I mean, I'll compare it a bit to Cavani, because he buggered off sometimes and went on holiday and stuff when he should have been training and getting fit and things. But again, if, obviously, if Ten Hag was in charge, he would have dropped him then. But the amount of times I've seen Cavani sit on that bench, and then when he comes on and he's running, running his legs off, putting effort in, getting the team up and running, that's what you want to see from Ronaldo. And he was happy to, Cavani was happy to do that, probably because he was being paid a fair whack, mm. which you'd think that's what you want from Ronaldo. But if he wants to just go and walk off and make it about him after such a good performance as well, then, but, you know, the best thing to do is look for someone to take him in January if you can on loan for six months or whatever. Just get him, get him out, the, get him out the club. And then, you know, like you said, you don't want to tarnish the legacy. Yeah. And it, yeah. Just last thing on Ronaldo, it, it, it does sour that Spurs game because it's such a big result. And Ronaldo somehow makes a two nil win against a big six rival somehow makes that about himself despite not even playing a minute it's just just, exactly. just staggering it's indicative of his ego i think it's fair to say um uh just last thing on ronaldo uh will he be at united in the january transfer window where and where he will he be playing uh, next season uh i think he'll be at united till next summer okay. and then it's either going to be mls or middle east i don't think anyone can afford him so but it's obvious, like, even the last thing as well, his so-called apology, that wasn't oh, God, an apology, yeah. post, he never even apologised. He just said, heat of the moment. Like, what does that even mean? That cries out, shit, the World Cup's in a month. I can't be I can't be training with Tom Holderson and the under-21s. I should be playing. 
and and he's obviously realised I've gone, but it, you know, but but I better be nice. Got a only a few games coming up, so yeah. That that's a, that that apology stunk of like I'm sorry that you're offended or i'm sorry you feel that way like um yeah. r- rather than i'm actually sorry how i've made you feel it's like i'm, I'm sorry i upset you with my actions yeah <laughs> I, i'm sorry that you can't understand xyz or the little but yeah it's just uh but that, that, that that's ronaldo but you know uh united seem to be coping well with that i say four points uh from uh, two very hard games very impressive uh chelsea had which is very very quickly touch on them uh two draws uh uh, nil nil against Brentford, one all against United. That goal being a penalty. Um, Potter yeah. Potter did Potter did do well to um, uh, change change it from from a from a five to a four. Uh, but uh, you think there might be a striker issue, Gasky? Potentially, because they're unbeaten under Graham Potter, aren't they? Since he took over, they're not lost, which is really good, and they're not conceding a lot really. But they just, they just seem to lack that the cutting edge going forward, or even in front of goal. Like they, they, against United, they didn't really create a lot. You know, it's not, it's not as if De Gea had a lot of saves to make. He didn't really do much apart from hit the ball at the net after a penalty. So th- there's obviously an issue there is in creating. Like, yeah, okay, they've had some games where they've scored a few, but these these big games, you, you got, you know, if you get in possession and stuff, you build it into the game. You want to look like you're going to score, but like I didn't feel like they were going to score at all against United. Mm-hmm. Until until Scott Tottenham decided he wanted to be the limelight. So there we go. That is Chelsea. Uh, another couple of te- uh, another few teams that are struggling in the Premier League. Leaves and Leeds and Wolves. They lost back to back. Wolves just cannot score to save their lives. It seems when, when Leicester are pumping you four nil away from uh, uh, when you're at Mullineux as well. Uh, you know something is, is really wrong there. They brought in Costa as of yet hasn't worked out. Uh, an aging striker on the decline, injury prone as well. Um, Jesse Marsh is the honeymoon period over? Uh, uh, could they be in a relegation fight? Uh, potentially, uh, potentially. Um, uh, other end of the table, uh, Arsenal actually dropped some points uh, against Southampton. Uh, Southampton potentially in, in a uh, relegation fight themselves. Uh, but yes, um, Arsenal went uh, one 0 up. Very good, t- very well taken goal by uh, Xhaka. Uh, Southampton uh, equalised, uh, and that was actually Arsenal's first draw. Uh, of the season uh, in in the Premier League, so uh, City now just uh, two points off them. Uh, speaking of City, uh, they beat Brighton three uh, one. Just want to shout out Brighton. This is a Graham Potterless Brighton. I love Brighton so much. Uh, probably probably my second my, probably my second team in the Premier League to be honest. Uh, they actually had more. I think I think there's some mad stat like uh, out of like the last fifty games that City have played, something like this. Two teams have had more possession than City in those games. Do you know who those t- two teams uh, were, Gasky? Was it Brighton twice? It was indeed Brighton twice. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it was. It, at the Etihad, they had like 55% of the ball. Uh, I, I did watch the game at, uh, at the Etihad. Um, they do they they do probably need a proper clinical striker up front because they did. I do really like the way they play. It's very brave. Um, and they, they, were, they did really well to beat City's press um, over and over again. However, as I say, they had more passes than City, more possession. But... Sadly, they weren't able to do much with it. Um, I, I can think of obviously, obviously the goal, and I'm, I mean Edison, Edison should probably we'll get into Edison in a second. Edison should, probably should have saved it uh, outside the box, and the only other chance I can really think of was where Edison did save it, but could they could have squared it. And that was at two one as well. They could have squared it, maybe made it two all. Uh, so Brighton just need a bit more clinicality. Uh, do, do you feel? In that final third. Do you feel? Do you feel they go like through Trossard a bit too much? I mean, essentially. I, I mean, maybe he's. Uh, he, I mean, he, he's been huge for them this season, hasn't he? Obviously, scored that goal uh, as well. But yeah, um, I, I think that they. I, I'd li- I'd love to know the stats. Uh, but Trossard plays sort of like on, on the on the left side of the, of the pitch, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah, I, I, f- I feel like Brighton were. I, I, it might have been a Trossard thing, but I think it was also they were targeting a Kanji because he's a centre back playing at right back, and he played at right back against Brighton. I did notice over and over again they were pro- they were constantly overloading through Trossard against the Kanji on that left hand on the on City's right Bryson's left so maybe that is a bit a bit where they're relying on him too much he could use a bit more help as I say a, a clinical striker yeah. someone for someone for uh, the other place to bounce off uh, could be uh, really good but yeah so shout out Brighton uh, love Brighton they played really well um it's, they still uh, but City still deserve to win 
uh, I, I, you've seen the goals, haven't you, Gasky? Um, yeah. yeah. Holland absolutely that, ended that man's career. That, that, that first one. That first one is one of them where in the Champions League, they give a foul for that. Whereas that's just that's just a man mounting. He's you know he's he's running and he's all he's done is put his arm to hold the player off and the player's just bounced off him. It's not it's not his fault. He's such a brick wall. Yes, and then not even just that, he's buried it as well afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a it's not a foul for me. No chance. As as you say, it's, yeah. it's he's too strong for me. If you're a centre back, you've got you've got to stand your ground. I know it's hard when you're against Holland, but I don't know what the goalkeeper's doing. By the way, Sanchez runs out for no reason. Oh. Holland takes it past yeah. him. He just absolutely bodies him. It's yeah. so funny. He doesn't even try though. He just kind of goes, "Oh no, you stay away from me," and he's just flat on his ass. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. As, as much as as much as I hate he plays for City, I just I'm so glad I get to watch him every week. He's honestly, it's this is how it this is how it felt when I when Ronaldo was like second season at United, first time around. Because I was like, I could watch him, and you watch him, and you think this is this is this is a modern football now. This is the next level that like, and then ha- Holland just shows that as well. He's next level just great and it does mean that he he also scored a penalty and even, even the penalty i mean it, it was just so i don't know if like the brighton goalkeeper sanchez i don't know if he was caught unaware but it's sort of like from like him run i know it wasn't like a long run up but it just seemed like a really quick like uh phase i i, I don't i don't know how else to describe it. i think it's because he's got really long limbs so when he, he only took like two or three steps and then it's in the back of the net and he smashed <laughs> from the edge, it in from the edge of the box two steps yeah it's just it was like yeah, it was, it was like a, a harry kane sort of like baby run-up but then he's yeah. there the sanchez doesn't even dive i don't know if he was caught in the wet or just thought it was going down the middle but buried that really good penalty and i think he's now scored 90 he's got now got a 94 percent penalty conversion rate he, he scored 28 and missed two in in his in his uh football career which is great because city haven't had a, i mean i don't think any teams miss more more penalties than city whilst guardiola's well, been in charge well when Marin in your squad i'm not surprised oh, the hell. he likes he misses them for a living oh, yeah. I, I had no idea how he no <laughs> idea how he was our main penalty taker He's I, I would love to know i would love to know his conversion rate I, I believe be i believe it's around 60 percent. i think that's that which that. is poor because that is like you should have above eighty as a striker or attacker. Well, taking it uh, statistically, there's a seventy nine percent chance to score a penalty because it's net because a penalty has an xG of zero point seven nine. So let's call okay. it eight, let's call it eighty. So so yeah. So if you're below that, then someone's not right because I think m- most penalty takers probably I don't understand like zero point seven nine. So that's what eight out of ten. Yeah. Eight out of ten penalties, and he's what is he on six? Like nearly just close to fifty percent. That's not good. No, it's not, it's not good. Yeah, play, players like Frank Lampard have like eighty five percent. Kane's on like eighty five, ninety percent. That's and you know, I think like Neymar, Messi, and Mbappe they're around that level uh, as well. But yeah, uh, Holland another two goals means Gasky. We've played was is it the eleventh game in the Premier League? Yeah, and 11, yeah. Holland scored seventeen Premier League goals. He's also scored twenty. He's halfway there. <laughs> And and yes, so he's halfway. He's halfway there. That's a, to... that's a forty-two game season as well. Yeah, yes, yeah, so you're right. He's not only halfway to the Premier League record. He's also got twenty-two in all competitions, which is halfway to the all competitions record for a Premier League player as well. So Salah, that one. Salah and Salah and Van Nistelrooy both got forty-four. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, is that that that's Erling Haaland? But yeah, uh, and. Uh, De Bruyne with a really good long shot. But yeah, Brighton did cause City some issues. Uh, really, really well done to Brighton. They played really well. Uh, they played really well. Uh, and then the last... Uh, sorry, sorry, we've got a... I forgot about Liverpool. I mean, they're irrelevant this season, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, reel them in. <laughs> uh, uh, Liverpool won against West Ham. West Ham missed a penalty. And I didn't actually watch the game. But from the sounds of it, they were hanging on uh, by a thread. It was, yeah, it was... I did watch it and it was a I watched it because obviously night were playing at the same time. It was I think the first half probably fairly be one nil up, I would say. The Nunes played well. And then Gomez was the complete opposite to what he was against City. Like, I don't know what he was doing, it was clear foul. Awful penalty from Bowen. I just don't get why you just don't smash it in. Why are you trying to position it? Just smash it in. Um yeah, the second half saw bits, and yeah, they, were, they, didn't, they just didn't create much. I think the injuries are starting to hit them as well, but they should still be creating some, you know. But yeah, they just weren't, they weren't up for the races that either. 
And they also weren't up for it against Nottingham Forest after sque squeezing past West Ham. Maybe not. Maybe maybe just about deserving a win. Maybe a draw being a fair result. Losing against, objectively, currently the worst team in the whole division. 1-0 uh, uh, did come from a set piece. I believe Forrest also hit the post. Uh, I can't remember if it was, would have been given his offside anyway, but either way, Allison was uh, in uh, the attacking end at, at the end of uh, the game. Uh, and Van Dyke probably should have had a hat-trick, but if all your best chances are coming to your centre-half... I mean, one of one of the chances... I think you forgot what end of the pitch he was at because yes. he cleared it for them. I know the one you mean. He was trying to sort yeah. of head it back towards Salah, I think. Like, shoot. Yeah. Shoot. I, I, I don't just know. don't... I mean, and then there was that, that save from um, Henderson right at the end as well. Oh, yeah. That, you know, that was just an amazing save. But, yeah. It was very good. But uh, Liverpool... You know, they, they, they had I think that's that city we talked about it last week obviously that city performance seems to have been a bit of a false dawn you said it yourself Gomez uh, at West Ham went back to his old ways he remembered he he remembered he wasn't good at the football um he he's, he forgot against city so he thought he'd have one good game uh, but then that's obviously uh normal service has resumed Liverpool aren't being helped by injuries. However, you should, I don't care. The, the, the team that was put out against, in terms of the personnel they have available, it should be enough to yeah. do better than they did against West Ham and, and Forest. Instead of, instead of using it as like a, a, a ready excuse of, oh yeah, we've got injuries, it's why we're struggling. How about you think, why have you got that many injuries? You're playing the same amount of games as everyone else. And no one else is getting this sheer number of injuries. So that should be what you should be thinking about. Like why, why are all our players getting injured? Yeah. 100% and Klopp making weird change, uh, weird uh, decisions. I think Nunes is out now as well, I believe. I think uh, Nunes has got an injury. Yeah, it might be more short term than something like Diaz and Jota, but yeah, I think you are correct. Yeah, well, he, yeah. he missed the Forest game, so he's obviously got something yeah, going on. Yeah. Uh, but there we go. Uh, so Liverpool have won four in this in the Premier League. They've won four, they've drawn four, and they've lost three. They're, they're in a they've lost the same as United, they're just not winning. They're in a drawn to any. They're in a yeah. top. They're in a top four race, aren't they? Let's be honest. Now, yeah, we're what we just under a third of the way through. I think we're at that point. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's the the gaps growing for them to be considered a bounce back because I still believe Arsenal will drop off because it's you know you never know. I mean, I might be wrong. I might be eating my words, but I think most people do think they'll drop off. And I just don't think Liverpool are going to do the exact opposite of what they're doing now. So, yeah, uh, and and hey, if they keep putting him, also like they're not going to have Diaz Jota until after the World Cup. We've got a couple of games before the World Cup, so they it's might, yeah, so they might drop a few more points before then as well. Uh, next, so the final club I want to talk about is Newcastle. Before I do that, though, actually, I just want to say something I forgot to mention in the City game. And like ten minutes in. It was weird. I remember watching this. Uh, Brighton went man for man defensively. It was really weird. Uh, it was interesting. It was. It was. It was. Re as I said, it was really weird man for man marking. Uh, so it meant that Edison had so much space, and like they just weren't pressing Edison at all. It was like moments where he had the ball for about like twenty seconds or something at a time. And I noticed, and this has been since been picked up on Twitter. I noticed in the game that uh, it was it was like a, a break in play or something. And as I say, like ten minutes in, and Guardiola beckoned Hall and over. And he basically, and Bernardo Silva explained this, and Guardiola said, they're playing man for man. This is what's going to happen. You're going to drop deep more to bring out the Brighton defenders because they're just going to close you. And also what's going and to happen... Yes. And also what's going to happen is Edison is going to ping a ball to you. And and that, that and was going to do that. Like, first goal. And <laughs> exactly. And that was exactly what happened. So I just thought that was a brilliant bit of a ta tactical well, that mastery was, by Pep. That reminds me of similar what Ten Hag did. As soon as that goal went in, the penalty, Ten Hag got Bruno over and he told Shaw and Delow, get forward and start throwing the ball in the box. And that was obviously his tactic was, let's, we'll get, let's play Casemiro higher, let's just push, push for a goal, get the ball in the box and it, that works as well. It shows that, you know, these armchair supporters, there's a reason why these have jobs Yes. Doing this thing. They know what they're doing and you've just got to trust them <laughs> as much as you can. As annoying as it is, you've got to trust them. Even if they are bold, fraudulent men. Absolutely. Exactly. I say the final team to talk about is Newcastle, who got two impressive wins. One against Everton, who you would sort of expect them to beat. But then Spurs won. Newcastle 
two. Now, Newcastle did score a, a couple of very, very good goals. However, Gasky, just, I mean, ha, ha, just sh shout at Lloris for, for a minute or two for being not not a keeper. It's just like, this is this is why it was frustrating watching him do what he did to Rashford. He was like, I, I do, obviously, Rashford should have buried them chances, but some of the saves I just felt, Lloris has always, to me, has always been overrated. He's not a good keeper. Because he made that stupid mistake in the... Um, Champions, they're not Champions League, World Cup final, didn't they? And it's just, he's always been just weird. And he's, people are saying it's not a foul, uh, it's a foul. It's not. Oh, yeah. I said he's come out, he's come out with no control whatsoever. He's come out, he's not have a clue what, he kind of just hit the ball away. What, what should Wilson do? He's literally nothing he can do there. So it's not fair to punish the striker for just going, you know, a 50 50 ball. Definitely. Yeah. So just. And even Amazing, the, even the, even the second Newcastle goal as well. I know it's not all on Larice, but that stems from Larice giving the ball away. Yeah. Uh, so and it sh and really should not be getting the ball and scoring from there. No. Yeah. And I do I do want to apologise though because I think I think it was like the first or second podcast we did. I did say Almiron was a pile of shit, and ever since he's playing like Messi. So I do apologise for them words. <laughs> there you go. Well, he he listens to the podcast clearly. He was like, well, I'm going to prove you wrong, mate. I'm going to prove you wrong. If, if he wins, if he wins like Player of the Year, he comes to me. <laughs> I egged him on. Yeah, so uh, re really impressive from Newcastle, and that in fact bleeds into uh, the main topic uh, for. Uh, th th this podcast. It's all here and it's all football, all the football, all the time. As I say, the main topic is Newcastle and sort of prediction for the future because I, f I felt like these two results are sort of reflective and sort of symbolic in a way because I think Newcastle are what Everton wants to be. Or what they tried to be, you know, a number of years ago where they had like a big boy uh, investor. Not, not to the same level as what Newcastle have, but even, even now they've got a very rich uh, investor. They spent loads of money, Everton, and, and years spending lots of money. Think of the, like, spending over like 30 and 40 million on the likes of Balassi and, and Sigurdsson and, and Clarsen. And the list goes on and on and on of all these failures. Newcastle getting it right within like the space of a year. Uh, and then also Spurs, a current, you know, traditional big six side however uh not necessarily i mean i know they're doing relatively well in, in the league however newcastle i think as i said i think this is symbolic of newcastle are coming for that big six sooner rather than later it's going to happen it's it's inevitable with the amount of investment they've got and they seem to have really intelligent business people at that club we're not going to get into the mor like morals about saudi arabian stuff because i, I can't can't bother that's a, I mean, in fact i've done a video on that if you want to go give that a watch on, on youtube um but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be sooner rather than later, isn't it, Gasky, in terms of them beco becoming a big six size? It, you know, yeah, in, in, yeah, encroaching I think so. Uh, I am impressed with their, the business that they've done. I mean, you know, you can, you can comment on the amount they spend and say, no, so this is, the, this is the problem with football, the amount of money, but you've got to spend money, haven't you? That's how it is. But I wouldn't really say that they've, oh, maybe... Uh, Isak is the only one that I'd say they've overpaid because players like uh, Bruno Guimaraes, for example, he's a fantastic player. No one really knew who he was. And what was he about 40 million? Which in the mo which in modern day is not a lot really for what you're paying for players. Um, they got that. Uh, they got that Botman. Yeah, they got Botman for about the same. He, he he's brilliant at the back as well. Uh, you know the. They're making clever signings and they're getting even. I mean, the under the radar one's Dan Burn for me. He's been absolutely immense. He was he looks a bit average for Brighton, but he's complete opposite. And then obviously Trippier as well. So that they they're doing good business very quickly, and it's very surprising how quick they've done it. Yeah, you know, and, uh, I thought I thought there'd be a few years before they even sat there in a sniff, but they seem to have hit the ground running. And Nick Pope for like ten million as well. Like that that's a fantastic bit of business. As well, so as I say, Newcastle sooner rather than later are coming for that big six. Now, I personally don't see it becoming a big seven. I I think that one team is going to drop out long term, and are not going to recover because I think that Newcastle are going to become sort of like a Man City sort of thing, whether that's five years or ten years or whatever. So, Gasky, I want to predict. Well, first of all, do you agree, Gasky? And secondly, if you do, which team? Do you foresee whether you think it's going to be five years when Newcastle get there or 10 years or 15 years? I think we can both, we both agree it will happen. Which team is going to fall out and miss out? 
yeah, I, I do think one will drop off. Uh, it, yeah, like you say, it might be five to ten years. It took City a while, didn't it, to kind of hit that rhythm and do the right thing. So there might be some mistakes they make, but I think out of anyone, it'll be Tottenham. You know, just got a new, just got a new stadium. Arsenal did it, and then they had that period where they just didn't do anything, and then they kind of dropped off a bit, and then they had to play catch up. And I think that will come with Spurs. They'll real, you know, they're still spending a lot of money, and I think they'll hit a wall going. We can't give you this much anymore. We're in that much debt with the stadium, etc. That they might, yeah. I just feel like they're going to drop off a bit. Other teams might come come sniffing. Like look at even look at West Ham. West Ham are spending a lot of money, and they had a good run. And they've kind of dropping off now. Have they done too much? Too much, too quick. That could be Newcastle might do that. You never know. But I do think Tottenham will be the one to drop off. It's an interesting theory, and that would that would make this victory over Spurs even more symbolic. Uh, I just think it's important if you are. I think I think City are, I think City are basically as safe as you can be based on like the backing and all and, and stuff. The United are probably safe as well because it's, it's United at the end of the day. Like e- even with the Glazers, I don't think I don't think they're so incompetent they'll turn United into a non big six big six club. I don't think it's that bad. Um, if I was Arsenal have just going to a good vein of fo- like form this season, so that's good. But if I was like Liverpool, for example, or even Chelsea, who are not doing well this season, this now is not the time to be having a relatively bad season as Liverpool, Liverpool and Chelsea are having. Because as I say, Newcastle are coming, and if if you're not careful, then they they will catch you and they will replace you. Um, and especially when you've got owners like FSG, I know a lot of Liverpool fans aren't necessarily happy with the level of investment. Will they be willing to spend that extra cash to? Uh, get you know uh, re- re- reclaim their space, um, or, or or will they f- or will they fall out? So as I say, you don't you, you don't want to get left behind. So now is the time to sort of stake your claim, uh, in into that that big six pie, that big six pot, um, and stick your flag there and be like, no Newcastle, you're not taking my spot. Uh, but someone's got to miss out. Surely someone has to miss out. Yeah. But that is. Newcastle United. Uh, exciting things happening there. Every football team will be playing football several times and in various combinations. Guess the footballer in 60 seconds time. Gasky, no messing around. I've got one for you. Are you ready? No, but let's do it. Okay. Guess the footballer, 60 seconds, go. Are they still playing? No. Okay, are they retired? Yes. Okay, have they played in the Premier League? They did play in the Premier League. Okay, did they primarily play in the Premier League? Yeah. Yes. No. Hey, did they play for a top six team? Yes. Yes. Okay. Did they play for a London club? No. Okay. Did they play for a Manchester club? Yes. Okay. Did they play for Manchester United? Yes. Okay. Uh, did they primarily play in a top six league? Yes. Okay. Did they primarily play in Spain? No. In Italy? Yes. Okay. Uh, did they primarily play for a Milan club? No. Okay. Did they primarily play for Juventus? No. Napoli? No. Roma? No. Uh, Sampdoria? No, the other Rome one. Oh, you said uh, Lazio? Yes. We're okay. Um, did they retire? Did they retire in the noughties? Yes, and that is a final guess. I think they're national. Yeah, we're out of time. We're out of time. We're yeah. really these. <laughs> All right. So they, so they did retire in the noughties. Yes. Right. They. Play primarily play for Lazio. No, they no, they primarily played in Syria. Right, okay, and they played for Lazio. Yes, in the Syria, but I, then they didn't play you, for Milan. You didn't ask it, but I'll give it you. They are most known for Man United. Right, okay. See, that's the problem. I say I kept saying primarily, primarily. That's Matt. That's what I mean. Right. Yeah. So, so they. they <laughs> that's made, what I mean. They made more. Right. They made more appearances right. in Syria. I, this right, this could be mad because I think I have a feeling. Or oh. I have a feeling I know who it is. Okay, excellent. Uh, is it <gasps> Juan Sebastian Veron? That's a very good guess, but it's not what I'm after. Oh The answer is Yap Stam. Big Dutch man. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's a tricky one because he played for AC Milan, obviously, but he mainly yes, played for Lazio in Serie A, yeah. where he was most known for. Yeah. He also played for Ajax, PSV, uh, but obviously most known for United. Shout I need, to, I need to get the nationality, don't I? I need to get the nationality. Right, have you got your first one for me? I do. Okay. 
Guess the footballer, 60 seconds, go. Still playing? No. Okay, uh, top five league? Yes. Uh, uh, most known for Premier League? No. Most known for Italy? No. Most known for Germany? Yes. Okay, uh, most known for Bayern? Yes. Okay, did they win a Champions League? Yes. Yes. Khan? No. Goalkeeper? No. Defender? No. Midfielder? No. Uh, attacker? Yes. Striker? No. Winger? Yes. Ribery or Robin? Ribery. Yes. Hey. <laughs> Is it yes or no question? Because I yes. <laughs> uh, there we go. Oh man. Lovely stuff. Yes. Uh, thought, as part of as part of the uh, the news, I thought we'll uh, we'll go in because you only retired like last week, I think. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh then. Oh right. Who, who was he playing for? He was playing. He was playing in Italy for oh. Salernitana. Oh, it was like Serie B or something. Yeah, I think so. Well, yeah. Oh. There we go. Yeah, you well, know, his retirement. Well, thank, so, thank goodness he retired. Otherwise, I'd have been panicking trying to figure out what club he plays for. <laughs> Okay, Yaski, I've got your next one. Are you ready? I am. Guess the footballer, 60 seconds, go. Are they still playing? Yes. Okay, uh, are they playing in the top five league? No. Uh, are they... Oh, okay. Uh, are they playing in Europe? Yes. Are they playing in Holland? No. Are they playing in Portugal? No. Are they playing in... Ooh, what ones are they? I'm trying to think of FIFA. Are you sure of Europe? Oh, uh, yeah. Turkish League. Like Europe? Uh, no, it's, it's not not Turkey. No, no. Um, what the, oh my god, my mind's gone blank now for countries. Uh, Belgium, Belgium, Belgium. No, I think you should try to find out what. You know, okay. Uh, what? I don't know. Um, one a nationality. Uh, are they European? Yes. Okay. Uh, are they a keeper? No. Are they a midfielder? No. Are they a defender? No. Okay, a striker. Yes. Okay. Uh, they play in a European league and not a top five league. No. Uh, French? No. Is that counts off No. Uh, oh my god, what other leagues are there? Oh, I'm so shit at this. What other leagues are there? Oh, final guess. You needed to... I can't think of any other leagues. Oh, I think you need to sort of consider are they are their best days behind them? Yeah, but I still think I get a league somehow. Yeah, you, you, you were thinking too big for the league. Yeah, but... What... Oh, are they gonna be? Oh, they're gonna be in like a secondary league in one of the top five, aren't they? Yeah. Right. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll so give he's you, older. I'll so give, he's older. I'll give you this. They're in the championship currently. Oh, the championship. Yes. Oh, okay. And the best days. Are, right. Okay. Championship. Okay. Uh, Ashley Barnes. It's a good guess. It's it's the right. <laughs> it's it's the right. Wait, it's the right team in it. It's the right, Burnley. <laughs> it's, it's the right first letter. It is Andy Carroll. Oh, he plays for Reading, doesn't he? He plays for Reading, yeah, yeah. That, that was one where you need to think of what what was he known for before, because his best days behind yes. him, I think, yeah. Yes, yes. I did think of that. I'm, I'm rubbish at this. <laughs> I'm, I'm, right. I'm muddy, though. I'm going to be absolutely destroyed on uh, the old TikTok. That's all right. Uh, I've got one more. Uh, so uh, do you have mine ready? Yes? I do. I do. I do. Sensational stuff. Okay. Guess the footballer, 60 seconds. Go. Still playing? Yes. A top five league? Yes. Uh, England. Premier League? No. Uh, Spain? Yes. Barca? No. Champions League club? Yes. Um, are there best days behind them? <laughs> Were they ever there? Real Madrid? No. Sevilla? Yes. Jesus Navas? No. Oh, no. Um, I'm, I'm going to struggle then. A goalkeeper? No. Defender? Yes. Uh, Centre-half? No. Full back? Yes. Right back? No. Left back? Yes. Is he Spanish? No. Uh, is he European? No. Is he uh, Asian? No. Is he South American? Yes. Right. Is he uh, Brazilian? Yes. <laughs> uh, does he play for his national team? No. Not, uh, maybe. I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, Ram on the final guess. I have no idea who the Brazilian Sevilla. He probably he probably don't know that the transfer is. happened. To be fair, uh, he's on loan from the United. Oh, Tellez. Yeah. Oh, I had no idea he was there. 
<laughs> oh right! Wow. I wanted to see if you see if you knew that. No, to I... be fair, the, I actually changed last minute who my player was because when we I was going through all that things, I was like, I thought I picked Veron, and I thought you picked Veron <laughs> as well. I thought we somehow picked the same player. Oh, that would have been a good one, Veron. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Right. Well, we we a, mi a mix back there. I think I think we did all right. Um, I think we did it quite all right there. Um, but there, there you go, guys. That is a. Uh, Guess the football in 60 seconds. Every football team will be playing football several times and in various combinations. Nobgas, questions from my Noblets, my supports on Patreon. If you'd like to direct, directly support the channel on Patreon, the link is in every single video. Description on YouTube. Uh, we've got a fair few to get through. Don't know if we'll get through all of them this week because there are seven. Uh, we normally only like to do three, but we'll see. We'll see where the mood takes us. Uh, so, Ed, first of all, asks, because we're both from Manchester, Ed asks, what places would you recommend for food slash drink in Manchester? Be liberal with, with this gasky. You can go for brunch, you can go for clubbing, what, you know, what are your favourite spots? Um, for me, it would depend what you put you into. So, I, I know there's a, there's a place called Flight Club, which is quite good. And that's like, um, it's a bar, darts, a bar and it? also like, yeah, darts. So it's, imagine like, you know, you do bowling, but you can do basically playing darts. You've got your own lane with a dartboard. You play like darts, mini games and stuff. It's a really, really good laugh. I went one of my works, uh, like little IT dudes. So yeah, that was, uh, that, that's a good one to do. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't, I've not been out much that, that a huge amount. So yeah, this, I mean, it's low. I mean, there's loads of bars mm. and like everywhere. So it's always worth, you know, there's a few good Irish bars around. And then if you wanted to go up to spinning fields, it's bloody pay your weight in gold they're just expensive <laughs> but really nice bars there as well yeah i'd say northern quarters good for brunch there's a place called federal which is sort of like a new zealand australia vibe it's it's really really nice like they do the best poached eggs that's really good um uh you can go there for lunch as well as i say brunch uh gasky said spinning fields is really nice for cocktails but it is like there are places like the alchemist um but uh it's which is really nice but it is really uh, expensive probably i'm definitely oh. certainly overpriced as well oh yes they have i think they do like a thing like a chicken in a basket like little chicken strips oh, and it's yeah. like 18 quid yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what's that it's ridiculous. Uh, what's that thing it's on a re it's on it's in spinning fields i think it's number one it's it's right it's right at the top oh yeah 20 stories that's the one that's, yeah that's expensive as well yeah again it, it's you can go there for a night out if you want yeah. it's, it's it's nice to see the view but it's full yeah. of proper. It's every time I've been there, it's full of. I'm not not including myself in this proper knobheads, like really pretentious people. I feel like it's that yeah. sort of. If you if you were like you know an influencer, um, on you know I mean, had like you know five thousand followers on Instagram, and you yeah. thought you thought you were it, you'd go there. Well, and I, get... yeah, I used to work. I work. Uh, I used to work in Spinning Fields, and I saw uh, Molly May. Is it? I was oh, on Blood God, Island, yeah. Oh. And no, no joke, she was crossing the road to get in this car, and there was people just, just. She's obviously got people just to film her walking around, and it turns out that on social media she'd literally just passed the driving test and she's gone out to celebrate. <laughs> so just that, God, that tells yeah. you what it's like. It's been it feels the type of people. Yeah, it's 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 a uh, it's one of those, but but it is not. It is genuinely really nice drinks uh, as as well. But just uh, avoid some of the knobheads there. In terms of food, a uh, couple of really nice restaurants. You can go to Rio Ferdinand's restaurant. Rosso is really nice. Uh, San Carlo is a really nice Italian restaurant, which which lots of uh, footballers go to actually. Um, it's really, really good. They've got all their pictures of like all the footballers go there. Yeah. Uh, United went there went there when they won their Champions League in two thousand eight, uh, for example. Yeah. Uh, Exchange Square is nice as well. There's a lot of nice bars there. I saw I saw Rodri sat next to me on a table. Yeah, yeah Exchange Square. He did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was who I saw. Yeah. I, so I, I didn't. So I saw Jimmy Carr in San Carlo once. It was very weird. He was on his own eating. It looked quite sad. I, I don't know. Uh, but but <laughs> my neighbour, like the week after, saw Mario Balotelli. And that was like peak Mario Balotelli when he was going mentally oh, Manchester. I can imagine him just going, 100 pound tip there you are. Yeah. Or even a thousand pound tip. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, so that, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, El, El, there's a place called El Gato Negro, which is really good for oh, tapas. Beautiful. That's one of my favorite restaurants ever, to be honest. Uh, lots of good places. We've, yeah. I mean, this stream is sponsored by Manchester. Uh, <laughs> yeah, loads of really nice the place. places. <laughs> just the place. Just the whole place. Exactly. Speaking of food, uh, KX asks, "What's your favourite cheese?" Ooh, ooh, that's that's a that's a good question. Well, so it would depend. Oh, okay, go on. Yeah, on, on a, like on a pizza, I love buffalo cheese, buffalo mozzarella. 
on pizza. Well, well, let's say you're eating it on its own. So as natural thing. Oh, can't, can't be cheddar, can you, though? A bit of cheddar. Can't be a good, if you could give me a block of cheddar and I'll just eat that. Um, I love my cheese. Love <gasps> like cheese. a mouse. Uh, for me, it's I don't really like cheese. So for me, it's halloumi because it doesn't taste like cheese. Well, halloumi is good, but it tastes like cardboard at times. But it has to be cooked properly because sometimes oh, yeah. it can be really bad. But it, yeah, halloumi is solid. Yeah, so you make it's cooked properly, really nice mm. salty taste and um, very odd squeaky textures re really good uh you, you you've got to cook it on a griddle pan on on the hob yeah uh yeah to get those it's, lines you know it's really hard to cook as well it's not easy but it's really, really easy to cook worth it's good. It if you can do it hmm. uh we've got lots of food here village asks how do you cook a steak medium rare easy easy pizza and that's why he is my podcast to partner to, you don't want it moving and you don't want it charcoal. Simple as that. Medium rare, perfect. Exactly. Medium is like acceptable. Like I can eat it, yeah. but, but again, rare me, it's is just acceptable. Not enough juice. It's not enough. It's not juicy enough for me when it's yeah, medium. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit too much. I agree. Yeah. Whereas but, but medium rare is perfect. Yeah. But if someone gave you a medium steak, though, you wouldn't be like, send it away. No. You, you if it was it. well done, I'd walk in the kitchen and throw it at them. I'd be oh, like, yeah, no. Yeah. Slap them with it. People who order it well done just don't like life. I think. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's got, it's got to be medium rare, isn't it? And, and yeah. I, this was this is my question to you. What's your favourite cut of steak? Have you got any cut? Uh, ooh. New York strip, I would say. Which is like a sirloin. I think it's like a sirloin. I, th I believe it's sirloin yeah. in England, yeah. yeah. Uh, for me, it's probably probably fillet because there's zero fat on, on a oh, fillet yeah. steak. Fillet is thick and, yeah, there's loads of meat on that, yeah. Thick. Absolutely thick. Um... Diaz asked the question. I think we'll get. I think we'll do that next time because that's quite a hard one. So we will get to that question next time. Uh, Jack asks, uh, "What's your favourite and least favourite memory of watching your team?" So I'm a City fan, Gasky's a United fan. Uh, Gasky, do you have a favourite and the, least favourite? Are we doing? Are we doing physically there? Or uh, no? Let, let's expand it to uh, just like Anything. watching on TV as well. Uh, that I can. That my memory. I would say 2008 Champions League final was very good because I, I remember watching that, watching that penalty show in the living room having a massive like strop because I was couldn't believe they fully lost my mum's hiding behind this cushion they somehow um, Terry slips she ends up running outside watching it through the window with this cushion still then he saved an Elka's penalty saved mum's running down the street with this pillow and I'm like mum come back with that <laughs> bloody cushion and yeah that was an immense uh, worst worst would probably have been against by when they played Bayern Munich and they were uh, was it was it under no I don't think it was under Moyes I think it was before then uh, they were I think they were two one down after the first leg I think it was and it was when Robin scored that volley from the corner you know when they went out on away goals yeah I can't, I can't remember what year it was that one because I was at the game I was I suppose mum and dad promised that if they get through the other Leon in the semi finals we'll go and. They bloody threw it away in the second half, and I was fuming. <laughs> I think that may have been 2011. I think it was... I think, yeah, it was, yeah, something like that. I can't, I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember. Because I think they scored two in, like, the first 10 minutes or something to take the lead to... Through. I think it was, like, I think they were, like, 3-1 up on aggregate. And then Tony, I remember Tony Cruz scoring just before half-time, and I thought, that'll be it now. Second half, they'll come out, guns blazing, and United will get out of control, and that's what happened. And then Robin scored that beautiful goal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, as I said, I think I think it was Fergie's third last season. Like, yeah, so like, yeah. yeah, it was like something twenty eleven, might be twenty eleven, something like that. Yeah. Uh, for me, I think it's probably it's probably Aguero for both of them, to be honest. The favourite one is obviously Aguero against QPR. Least favourite. Not uh, it wasn't the defeats against Chelsea in the Champions League. It was watching Aguero cr cry, me knowing, and I was, oh God, I was, I was so drunk because I was doing a drinking game watch along. So I was very drunk as well. So I, and I get emotional when I get drunk. So I didn't really, I obviously cared that City lost, but I wasn't going to cry about it. But I did cry when I saw Aguero crying um, because, as I say, that was his last chance to win it, uh, certainly with City. And that was the last game for City. So Aguero for both of them, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Aguero's got a blit. He's got to be like, Top three city legends, really, hasn't he? Oh yeah, he's um yeah easily. He's, he's yeah, he's the big big boy. A big boy, yeah. He's yeah. For me, there's like tiers of legends, and like obviously Aguero's you know Aguero's in the same tier as like you know Company and Colin Bell and David Silva, uh, hence the statues. Uh, so yeah, hundred percent. 
100 percent uh might, might do that as a future video actually you know tier list of city legends that might be interesting to do um uh Jin asks a good question but again i think we'll save that for next week uh so we'll end on will's question uh, which is an interesting one uh, he says on their day who's the greatest player of all time now what he means by that is like if you can have a player basically have their best ever performance so he so he so will does think that messi's the greatest player ever but he thinks that a player on their day may have a better game than messi so for example he said maybe drogba or maybe Yaya Torre on their day might be the greatest of all time so it's a hard one um, yes. but uh, Gasky, is any any names come out? I've I've got it's, a name I'm thinking of. Yeah, you see, I'll I'll go off obviously who I uh, in my lifetime because I can't say yeah. you know yeah, like Maradona and yeah, stuff. Let's I've not never say seen Pele them. Pele or Maradona. No, no, let's no, go exactly, for, I've yeah, never yeah. seen them. Yeah. Right. So from what I've seen and seen of, I would say I would say Brazilian Ronaldo. <gasps> That's who I was going to say because he was uh, he was arguably unplayable. He was he was immense. Because I've I've seen him I see I saw him I was at Old Trafford it was one of my first ever games at Old Trafford that Real Madrid United game and I I've never seen a, I've never seen United applaud someone off on the opposition team and that's the only time it's ever happened that I've seen it and I've seen glimpses obviously a lot of injuries but on his day the greatest player he's uh, absolutely incredible and also you got to think so think so think how good he was at Real Madrid and then con- that you saw live and then consider that that was post-injury Ronaldo mm. so now think of like PSV Barca Inter Milan yeah. Ronaldo who's imagine, even better imagine if he never got that in- them injury that that streak of injuries they had that gap yeah, yeah. if you remove that gap he's I I don't I think he's in, he's in the conversation I definitely heavily that yeah, injury easily. is just throwing it yeah easily but yeah so, so there you go we, we we both we did not we did not plan that at all we did not plan mm. that uh, but we, we uh impressive yeah, but it's a, it's a very good question, Will. Uh, let, us, let us know who you think, uh, by the way, in the in the comments below. But there you go. R9 Ronaldo, I do think it is fair to say. It is impossible to keep track of all the football, but your best chance is here. Very quick preview of next week's matches. We've got Brighton versus Chelsea, the Potter derby. Uh, Gasky, uh, what's going to happen in that match? Uh, I mean, it's calling out a draw, isn't it? It's Chelsea. No, 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 no. He's asking for a draw. No, no, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I think Chelsea. I think Chelsea on the here. I think one 0 Chelsea. Two teams with striker issues, and then we've got United versus uh, West Ham United again. Gasky, quick thoughts on that match? I think yeah, I think United win that. Uh, it's the clearest day. They're struggling at these these teams that don't play that play deep, play you know deep in their own defence. The ones are struggling with. Which is all the matches they've got coming up now. They've played all of potentially the top half, so they're on paper they should now win every single match before the World Cup. But it's against teams that they struggle with. But I think West Ham will give enough back for them to win comfortably. I think maybe two two. I'd hoping they win like three four nil or a big gap just to kind of prove a point that they are thereabouts. United they're not as far back as people think, but I think it'll probably be like two nil two one. I think. There we go. It's a relatively quiet uh, match week uh, next week. Not too many truly exciting games, but those are those are the pick of uh, the bunch. It will never be finally decided who has won the football. And it's obviously Champions League football as well. But anyway, guys, it's now time. It's Ball Buster. It's the clues for next week. Again, I'll repeat the rules. I give you a cryptic clue with some initials. It's a footballer or former footballer. You've got to figure out from the clue who I'm talking about. You leave your answers in the YouTube comments. You can win knob coins and you can win an exclusive role in the Discord server and Eternal Glory also. First one is LC. And the clue is the toilet is a chef. The toilet's a chef. Next one is just G. And the clue is Mary, you're going to have a baby. Mary, you're going to have a baby. And the final one is TK. And the clue is I'm going on a really small boat trip. I'm going on a really small boat trip those are the clues for next week get your answers in the comment section if you want the chance to win also let us know what you thought of the podcast 
Is there anything you agree or disagree with? Gasky, you're looking at those clues. What What's your thoughts? What are your thoughts? <laughs> I think I've got one. Excellent. I think, I think again, one of them is going to wind me up again, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but there we go. That was the podcast. Really hope you guys uh, enjoyed it. As I say, give us some feedback in the comment section if you enjoyed it or if you didn't enjoy it. Um, and, and, and what? And we'll be back again next week. Um, obviously, obviously with another knobcast. Uh, Bogaski, um, it's been a pleasure as always. Oh, it is too. Yeah. I'm, you know, I look forward to this every week. I really oh, do. That's cute. Is it the highlight of your week? And it's at the start of the week, so it's a bit of a shame. Yeah, but it's at the highlight. I peaked too early with this, with this podcast. There you go. You see, he peaks too early. That's the power of the knobcast, guys. This makes you weak. Uh, but yeah, uh, as I say, guys, leave your Bob Buster's answers. Have a good rest of your week. We'll see you next week. Expect more videos on the YouTube channel. Next video should be on why Liverpool struggling this season and uh, deep delve analysis into all that. And yeah, we'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs>